Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast, and we are on the phone with Southeast Iowa Union sports editor, Andy Kressinger. Welcome back to the program, Andy. So uh, we uh, came up with a list of Henry County All-Stars. I wasn't able to get every county, but we, we, we did an episode with Washington County. Okay. And uh, I just like to, I, I got a list from all the coaches voted, and this is who they voted uh, as All Stars. I got okay. from, from Winfield Mount Union, uh, Buffington. Yeah, Camp Buffington, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, probably, maybe the most exciting player, maybe Porter of Winf- uh, New London would have something to say to that, but I'd say Camp Buffington might be one of my, might be my favorite player in the area to watch just because you don't often have people, you know, flying through the air and I, I know you, you've seen some videos and some some clips of him uh blocking shots and 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 dunking the basketball as a sophomore is really cool so um you know he's a he's a great player and a, and his, as a sophomore he's a he's a player that's going to get better and better you think you know when you're an Iowa uh Iowa football recruit like like he is I grew up in Sheraton Iowa and and, and um, TJ Hawkinson played in Sheraton after I had already graduated um college but you know, when you're training to be on the Iowa football team, your your body sure gets bigger and bigger and bigger because you're training for football. So imagine, uh, imagine Cam in a couple of years when he's a senior, he'll be he'll be a, a, a more of a freak athlete than he is already. I'd say. Yeah, he might. He's one of the best athletes in in the conference, and and basketball might not even be his best sport. Yeah, I know. Well, we also have Edwards from uh, Winfield Mount Union. Yep. Yeah, but I, I I sure figured he would be there right with Cam. Those guys are like the dynamic duo. Um, it's really amazing because, um, you know, Winfield they're young all around. Uh, Connor Wade was was their was their senior uh, leader this year, but the rest of them are really young, and they have sm- small guards. and And Buffington and and Edwards play the you know the four five the post positions, but they also take the ball up the court. You know they. You know they're also playing defense on a lot of the better players they have their team. So the two of them are just so interesting because they're so tall and lanky, and they play post, but they can run on the floor. And uh, you know, every once in a while, you'll see one of them block a shot on one end and baseball pass it to the other and get a dunk on the other. And you're watching kind of college. Well, we talked about this the other day uh, with with Clay and Jess, but you're, you're watching kind of college esque plays happen on a high school court. So th- those two are. Those are good choices, in my opinion. Uh, uh, Forced to be reckoned for some years to come, you say? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think we've talked a, a bit about how how good the the small schools are uh, in the area and how young they are. Um, but those two, I mean, the the sky's the limit for them. And they've got, you know, they have other young kids on that team, and 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 kids coming through middle school that'll help them out too. So those two will be well, throwing down dunks. New London a lot. Uh, landed three. Pl- players on this team porter benjamin and swanson what do you have to say about them yeah well those are the those are the three double digit scores for the um for the tigers and obviously uh, you know blaze porter and kate benjamin were were great players even in middle school everyone, everyone knew they would be a couple of the best players in the super conference um and and they're juniors and uh they've been tops in the south for for a long time just having a um, a kid that can shoot like Porter can, that can get as hot as anybody. And uh, Benjamin's obviously an amazing athlete down low, also going to make some noise in the high jump this year, probably at, you know, at a state level. Um, those two just do so much. But but Devin Swanson's been really the guy that um, that jumped in as a senior leader this year and made a, a huge difference. Um, you, if you look at him statistically, he's, he's right there with, with the two 
you know, the two junior stars as far as scoring and, um, and he's a consistent rebounder as well. So, um, those three had such a great year and that's why they, uh, they, they took home that super conference title. Well, Matt Pleasant, uh, posted a couple guys on this team and I think they're pretty fair players. The name of Higgins and Trent. Yep. Uh, yep. That's, uh, you know, those two, every, Dewan was already, Dewan Trent was already one of the best players at Mount Pleasant and, uh, I'm coming into this year. So everyone knew he'd have a good year. And what, what has always, uh, impressed me about him is that he just has a smoothness about him. He can he can uh, score the ball with left and right hand. Um, he is kind of a finesse uh, player. You know, he, he's, he scores so well inside, but he can um, dribble the ball down, down court, um, you know, dive in for some layups. He could shoot. Um, in fact, you know, they had the uh, Southeast uh, Iowa All-Star game the other day, and they have a dunk contest and a three-point contest. And I figured he would uh, – he would compete in the dunk contest. Um, he actually dunked on me at the rec the other day when I went to play a little pickup. But um, but he, but instead he was at the three point contest. So he just shows his versatility. And I don't think he's committed for college. But if he does, I, I'm sure that one thing that um, college coaches like is that he's just kind of versatile. He can score and do a little bit of everything. And then uh, Peyton Higgins is was the you know the, the kid that burst on the scene for for Mount Pleasant basketball this year a little bit but I think if you follow Mount Pleasant sports you knew he was going to because um he came on late as a varsity baseball player last year and he was one of the better baseball players I think he made our all-union team in baseball even and of course he was such a, a stud in football this year so um he's quick and at the beginning of the year he could um he could dash and score inside and he's just fit and quick and all that stuff uh, but by the end of the year, he was hitting shots, and he had one of the best shots um, that we've seen in Southeast Iowa. Well, it wasn't in South. Well, it was in uh, Mount Vernon um, during during Mount Pleasant's um, opening round when the, that shot to send it to overtime. It just it, it's crazy. It looked like something that that only an upperclassman could do. So he's worked so much on that shooting that if he's hitting a shot, I, I don't see how anyone's going to be able to guard him the next couple of years. Well, Waco had three players on this team: uh, Hughes, Graber, and. Uh... Shula, Simeon, Reichenbach. Yeah, and you know what? I bet I bet for the voters, Waco is probably the toughest team to decide on because they have so many kids that play, and you never know who's going to be who's going to be the guy. But uh, obviously, Hunter Hughes is. I think he's he's the guy that I you know you look forward to um, to make the big shots when they need them for them. He had a couple of 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 crazy plays. At, you know that Danville Waco game? It was so low scoring, and it was like nothing went in the basket. And he had two plays in a row. Um, he tied the game with a corner three-pointer. I think this is in maybe the first or second overtime. And then he had a little reverse layup to, to, to tie the game right, before, right at the end of one of those overtime periods. So it was crazy to see. It was such a defensive game. But when, when winning time came, he, he made a couple of big shots. Um, right back, everyone everyone knows about from football season. But he's one of their best athletes and uh, just so quick and, and athletic. Um, and then Cody Grapers, you know, they have, they have a few lanky uh, – guys down low that that can um that can block shots and that name graber you've been watching waco girls basketball they had a couple of gravers that like to swat shots the last couple of years so um you look at why waco was so good a big reason was there was their defense inside he was a a big part of that so that was a good that was probably a name that um name that some people could miss you know because of of the scoring around the, the area but um he's, he's a really good player that can do a lot there's a Graber at uh, Hillcrest Academy. He's a pretty fair player too, isn't he? Um, yeah, uh, that that's a name. I don't know if all those uh, kids from Waco and, and and around are even 
I don't know for sure that they're all um, related. I, I know that um, um, Cody is the little brother of um, Lainey and Morgan at Waco. Um, and they were, um, this is my first year covering Hillcrest, so I haven't got the, all the family ties together. But uh, those two girls were, were shot blockers and volleyball players too. So I guess it's a, it's a, um, it's a family that can. The family tradition. Can block shot. I don't know if Lisa. I don't know if Lisa. I don't know how, how good of a shot blocker she was in high school, but I'm sure she was probably pretty good. Their mom. <laughs> well, it's been an honor cover uh, getting your coverage of the uh, high school uh, se- basketball season. Really, uh, I, I, people really liked it. We we gained uh, over 1,200 listeners. Oh in, wow! That's in the, uh, in the uh, we're up to. 3,251 right now as we're talking. Uh, we just had the uh, highest rated episode ever. Uh, guy from Fairfield that got nominated for the Iowa Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that we put in. Uh, Flash Daddy. He has a, I don't know, that that episode's just about going viral on me. It's the highest rated one we ever had. Uh, things are going great. and uh, But we want to keep everybody up to what's going on. And uh, we got the uh, NCAA tournaments going on. Uh, does that start today? Uh, so it started last night, technically. You know, they do that thing now where they have the little play-in games. So yeah. it's it's not the 64 teams that are in it, but you're technically in it. Iowa had it a few years ago where, like, if you're a bubble team and you, you're you right on the cusp, they have two of them play to, play to get into the tournament, really. And I think you technically make the tournament if you're in it. But a few years ago when Iowa lost on, like, a random Tuesday, it, it surely didn't feel as a Hawkeye fan like they made it. <laughs> but um, – they have a couple more games tonight, uh, a couple more playing games tonight. And then tomorrow about noon maybe is the first tip-off. I think Michigan gets the first game. Well, Iowa had a big run at the uh, uh, Big Ten tournament. Comment a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, well, I was uh, – luckily as a, as a family man, I had a little bit of a long time this weekend to, to, to sit down and watch the Hawkeyes because, you know, I'm at high school games all year. I, I don't get to see them much. But um, – you know what's cool about uh, Iowa is that these kids, um, you know, Keegan Murray and um, Jordan Bohannon and all of them, the, the kids that are standing out for them are kids that played high school basketball in Iowa. I think they scored um, what something like 80 points in that Big Ten championship against Purdue the other day. And I think 65 came from kids that went to high school in the Iowa City or Cedar Rapids metro area, which is pretty crazy. Um, but I don't know how much you've, you've got to see the Hawks this year, but, but Keegan Murray's you know, uh, a first-team All-American, possibly the best player in college basketball right now. So uh, he's great, and his, his brother Chris can shoot the lights out. And Iowa's got a lot of shooters and a lot of guys that they can sub in and out. So um, I don't know. I, I think they could definitely make a run. You like to have a lot of players you can sub in and out. You know, Bohannon's been playing there for like 100 years, and the McCaffreys have had a few years of of experience as well. So um, they've got a they've got a good little little squad there. I I, I picked them biasedly i picked them to go a very far away so i'm, I'm definitely cheering for them so uh yeah well i haven't been paying unlike you you know what i mean i'm just focusing on the high school basketball there's so much you know entertaining action around here that you don't really need uh outside of it but i feel like i can get caught up on the college basketball right here in yeah. the tournament can i yeah you can well and it's funny because you, there's so much to learn about um uh, when it comes to the, the tournament and, you know, all these teams, like I hadn't watched out of the 68 teams playing what I've, I've maybe watched like 10 of them a little bit this year, but I was actually just before this um, interview, I was finishing the old sports page at the, at the Southeast Iowa union. And, and we're owned by the uh, the same company that the Cedar Rapids Gazette is owned by. And um, one of the writers, Michael Loss has this great story 
on South Dakota State, who is the 13th seed in Iowa's little quadrant. So, so, so they could be playing on Saturday in the second round if they both win. South Dakota State has um, three kids that played high school basketball in Iowa, uh, one of which is Matt Dentlinger, which I, I do believe is a relation to the Dentlingers in New London because um, they're originally from uh, – he, he played at Kemper Catholic, which is where the Dentlinger family hails from, I believe. And um, so there's a little, a little New London connection for that team. And then uh, Matthew Mims, um, if you're a Mount Pleasant high school basketball fan – um, back those years that Mount Pleasant went to state in 2016 and 17, that, that area, their biggest rival was Cedar Rapids Xavier and uh, their best Cedar Rapids Xavier's player, best player was Matthew Mims, who now plays for the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. So both those guys could be playing against the Hawkeyes on, mm. on Saturday. So that's kind of a, a cool little connection that I, I had honestly forgotten that, that they played for those guys. You know, I didn't think about it when the brackets came out, but um, I think that's pretty cool. You know, Iowa Hawkeye, uh, Tied in, former Iowa Hawkeye tied in, and former uh, uh, Attorney General of the United States, Matt Whitaker. His family's uh, all from Kiyosakwa, Iowa. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, Kiyosakwa. Hey, Kiyosakwa's got somebody in the – Kiyosakwa's got somebody in the – dancing, not not quite the big dance, but, uh, you know, uh, Taryn Schuerman, uh, who's now Taryn McKee, she got, she got married, but that uh, that's uh, an old uh, a Van Buren County – basketball star from a few years ago that their girls teams uh almost made it to state they made it to the sub-state final and she plays for northern iowa which is in the nit tournament right now for the they almost won the missouri valley uh this weekend i uh, had a heartbreaking loss but so we've got a little we've got a little local flavor going into these uh these national tournaments it's so exciting to tie to tie that in isn't it is there any other players that connected to iowa they're in this tournament other than ones for uh north dakota state and uh uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, oh, sorry. And Iowa State, I would imagine, would have some. Yeah, you know, uh, Iowa State isn't quite as um, isn't quite as. I'll actually look it up. Iowa State University um, men's basketball roster. They're not quite as dedicated to recruiting Iowa kids. Like it's just they they have a lot of good kids, but they just happen to not recruit in Iowa as much. Um, I think just because McCaffrey has. Um, Fran McCaffrey has kind of a stranglehold a little bit. Uh, they've got one one kid from Ames, Eric Steyer, and they've got a kid from Leon. That's that's around my uh, my my old stomping grounds, uh, Carter Bruce. They got a couple of Iowans, but uh, as far as Southeast Iowa, I know I'm going to miss somebody because we cover so many teams at this point that you know you you think of how many teams we cover and how many graduates we send off to play sports. Sometimes stuff just slips under the um, the the table a little bit, but uh, Mount Pleasant's Jordan Mignani is on uh, Cornell College, and they made the NCAA uh, D3 uh, tournament. Um, they uh, fell to Wash U in the first round in that, but um, he was one of their best players for the last few years. He, he really boomed when he got into college. Um, and then, of course, our, our, our uh, lovely Iowa Wesleyan squads uh, played um, host of the conference tournament a few weeks ago, and the women's team, which features a former Mount Pleasant player uh, Maddie Williamson, went to the NAIA state or um, national tournament um, this weekend. Um, there was last weekend, sorry, and they played up at um, Sioux City against Morningside, and uh, they actually had a, a a record fall. Not not a local Iowa kid, beat, but Brittany West, one of the Iowa Wesleyan players, scored thirty nine points. She hit eleven three pointers, two new Iowa Wesleyan records uh, the other night in that NAIA opener. And they were the fifteenth seed there on the Morningside. The team they were playing was a stacked team, so they didn't. 
they couldn't quite beat them on their own home court. But um, so we've had all sorts of national craziness happen in, the, in Southeast Iowa. Yeah, that's my school, I Wesley, and that's where I went. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, hey, yeah, they're 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 certainly, you know, those basketball teams are the women's. You know, Steve Williamson came back this year, and he's he's obviously a. Um, if you follow them at all, he, he he's already had taken them to a lot of um, national tournaments before he went and had a little short stint at um, William Penn. But they're uh, they're back and they're they're good. They only had seven players this year and they still made the national tournament. So well, imagine I, how good they're going to be. I have seen that. William Penn was ranked number one there for a while. Are they still or? Uh, and men's they were. The, the William Penn men were really good. I think they're still. I think. In NIA, you play. It's just like the NCAA, where you play two games over the weekend and then advance. And I do believe that William Penn won both of their games last weekend. Um, so they should be in the NAIA men's Sweet 16, which should be played this weekend as well. So um, yeah, William Penn is just a, a stacked basketball. Yeah, they have some exciting, and they have a great bowling team too. Uh, really renowned. So we got a lot of action going on, and we don't really get to mention uh, this the, uh, college, but it's nice to follow the kids, isn't it? That that really it made is. me happy. That little last little segment that you gave us. It, it is, and I'll have to I'll have to correct myself. Sorry, William Penn lost in the round of 32, 93, 92 the other day, so they're out of it. Really? Uh, so there we go. I thought I thought we still had an Iowa team going in that one, but it looks like we got plenty of Iowa teams in the women's. There's like there were like six Iowa um, NAIA colleges that made that, but William Penn men have been eliminated. Well, they had a pretty great year, and uh, uh, they're they're you know with uh, Indian Hills usually has a great basketball team. SEC usually has a great basketball team. So yeah, you you there's so much to local, you know, yeah. to go. Yeah. But let's. Let's bust into this tournament. Just tell me, well, first tell me about the Iowa teams and matchups. Uh, we have, well, we got Iowa plays um, uh, Richmond on uh, tomorrow, Thursday. Well, whatever, whenever you read this, it's going to be Thursday, March 17th at two o'clock. And that's like the third or fourth game going on. So that is, that's really in, early into the tournament. Uh, Richmond uh, wasn't going to be an NCAA tournament team. They had to win the Atlantic 10 tournament this weekend. They were a six seed. Uh, they won a really exciting game. There's actually a, a cool if you if you look their 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 coach, um, his family was sitting behind the bench, and they were you know there's some emotional shots of them crying when when they when they won that. Um, and so um, they got some pretty good guards. Obviously, they're not going to be as um, as talent heavy as as Iowa being a being a six seed in the Atlantic Ten. So so Iowa's a, a favor by favored by about eleven points on that one. Uh, but of course, it's the the twelve five, and that's usually the usually the twelve seed versus five seed updates uh, upsets. There's there's one a year, so um, definitely not a team to take lightly. And then Iowa State got the eleven seed, and they're playing a team without a coach in the LSU. LSU had to fire their coach right before the tournament, so they're they're playing with uh, assistant coaches stepping in. And um, of course, Iowa State kind of had a lull there in the middle of the year. They weren't expected to be very good, and then. Um, that Isaiah Brockington just went off at the beginning of the year, and um, they had a big run. They beat Iowa, you know, pretty handily even, um, and then they kind of fell off a little bit. But they, they've snuck in the tournament. They're playing a team without a coach, so we'll see if they can. Well, make some well, noise time, time, out. time out, time out. What, yeah. What what preceded them firing their coach just before the uh, tournament? That oh, seems I like a little juicy he, tidbit there. Yeah, I believe he got caught up in some 
a little bit of uh, you know uh, recruiting, pay, paying your recruits, you know oh. that kind of sketchy stuff where you do a little a little extra to try and get kids to come to your team, and a little. I think he got caught up in some legal stuff, and so this weekend they fired him with cause, which means you did something wrong to get fired. And he was actually two years ago um, or a couple years ago they made the NCAA tournament. He got suspended for something like that or, or something. And they went to the Sweet 16 without him. So this is the second time that that coach has been has been suspended slash let go before the NCAA tournament. But um, but they played really well without him a couple a few years ago. So hope, you know hopefully if you're an Iowa State fan they'll, they'll be distracted and all that stuff. But, uh, but yeah, amazing, isn't it? That's why I love March Madness. It's just so. That's why they call it madness. I think. Yeah. That's yeah. Hey, you could be playing a team without a coach. Be playing, you know, whatever. You could get last year. Iowa was playing a team that had a bye because of coronavirus stuff. So what about uh, so what? What's Iowa State got to do to beat this LSU team? Um, you know, I think I think really when it comes to when you're a, a bat, when you're a, a, a double digit seed, a, a underdog, your stars have to just play well. Isaiah Brockington is, will, will, might be the best player on the floor. Um, so they haven't been playing very well, but sometimes you just snap into March. I think, you know, Iowa, Iowa usually not this year, but a lot of years, Iowa will drop like four or five games in the last, in the last, you know, handful. And they'll look really horrible going into the NCAA tournament. And then once it's the tournament, they snap on. And so that can happen to anybody because it's like a brand new season. So one thing I'd, I'd say they could do is just forget about how they've been playing leading up to the tournament um, and forget about that little lull. And, but Iowa State has a lot of talent. They always do. So um, that um, their head coach, um, oh, I, I never pronounce his name right, Olsterson or, or <laughs> um, Olselberger. There we go. Um, he came on and they weren't supposed to be an NCAA tournament team this year. So he's done a really good job with them. So um, probably – He's probably uh, in the midst of an extension soon if he if he has him playing like this. So um, they're a, they're an underdog coming into the year, and they're still an underdog, so they're used to they're used to the the role. So we'll see if they can uh, pull it out. They play on Friday, so you have a game on Thursday, a game on Friday, and if they both win, you can you'll have a game on Saturday and Sunday. So lots of uh, lots what, what of time's the game Thursday? What was that? What time is the game Thursday? I believe it's two o'clock. Iowa's game is it's around two. Tomorrow. Yep. Yep. Two uh, two ten here. Now, what what channel are these games on? I know that Iowa Iowa plays on True TV. Now, if you have cable, True TV is the channel that Impractical Jokers is on. So, if you watch Impractical Jokers, that's the channel that Iowa will be playing basketball on. Um, Iowa State. Where does Iowa State might play on True TV too? They they do. They have four. They have True TV, TBS, TNT, and CBS will all have games pretty much through the entire first weekend so um but true tv is the one that people have trouble finding but if you watch impractical jokers or uh, what else do they got on true tv um um i think fast foodies is a show that they have if you watch either of those shows it's that channel 246 if you got direct tv like myself so anyway uh it's, it's all exciting uh the game will the games be on the radio or is there any kind of block on that Good question. I, I don't know. I know the local radios carry a lot like KLJ covers the Hawkeyes, but I, for all I know, the NCAA could just charge you a crazy amount of money when it comes to the NCAA. So I don't quite know if it'll be on the radio. It'll be on, I'm sure it'll be on national radio. Like if you have your AM channels, your CBS AM channel, whatever that would be. But um, yeah, but you know what? If you got an auxiliary cord and you have the CBS app, don't watch the game on your phone, but you could you could probably listen to the announcers, the TV announcers, and, and get it that way for on the road or something. But don't watch it because that's a, a traffic uh, violation. 
All right. Well, let's. Uh, what other games are you you looking forward to or excited about, or what 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 are what our listeners want to belly up and get some popcorn out for the game or two here and there? That's a good question. Um, so one of my favorite players in the tournament is um, is a kid by the name of Jelly. His nickname is Jelly. He plays for UAB, and he scores a ridiculous amount of points. He, he's he's kind of like a um, a less jumpy uh, version of John ja Morant, who played for uh, who played a, a for Murray State a couple of years ago, and, and he was a small school guy, but he was super, super good. Um, what does UAB play? Um, I believe they play on Friday. Um, but trying to think of his last name, but his first name's Jelly, and that kid, um, UAB plays Houston on Friday night, so it's a late game right after the Iowa State game. Um, and that kid is uh, could just score, like, a ton. Um, and uh, let's see, what are what Good games are on here. Uh, well, in the Big Ten, Michigan State's got a got a good game against Davidson. That's a that's a one point. They're one point favorites in that. Um, oh man, you never know. Purdue, who Iowa just beat, they got a, a pretty fortunate first round opponent in Yale. Um, if you like uh, Loyola, Illinois, the you know the last few years they have that um, sister gene. The the nun that comes in is kind of their their. Um, almost like a second mascot is she's kind of like their main oh, cheerleader. Oh yeah. They play against Sister Ohio Anita State or something like that. Yep, yep, yep. They play against Ohio State on Friday morning. So that's always a fun team and um, of course Loyola beat our beloved uh, uh, Northern Iowa Panthers. Uh, no, 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 it'd be Drake. They beat Drake in the Missouri Valley Conference Championship. So so uh, I'm not a big Loyola fan cuz they always knock out the Iowa teams. So I'm cheering for Ohio State in that one. <laughs> well, we're running a little short on time, but we got about three, four minutes. You, anything you want to, anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I could, I could give you my, of course I'm again, I, I go around to these uh, high school games all the, all the time. And so I don't get to watch any of these teams play, but um, I like, if you want some picks, I like Purdue to make the final four because um um, Ivy, their guard is, is one of the best players in the country. And they've got really good post players and they've got a bunch of them. And I think that helps you in the tournament to have a bunch of big guys. You can run it out. They've got like a seven, four guy. who's probably their fifth best player. So, um, and I like Duke, you know, it's coach case last year. I'm sure that the, uh, the officiating will be a little lenient towards the Duke players because of that. Um, and they'll probably have some magic running there. I have them in the final four. Um, I biasly have Iowa in the final four just because they're my team. And, um, who else do I got here? Um, let me look at the other region here. What I, oh, Tennessee. Um, Tennessee, uh, people thought they would definitely get at least a two seed, and they're one of the hottest teams um, in the in the uh, area right now. So I got I got Tennessee going all the way all the way to the final four too. So those are my picks, and they're never right. But uh, so those are four teams to probably not bet on. Well, you got any upsets? Everybody's looking for that upset. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I always have trouble with those. Um, a lot of people, the big upset that a lot of people are picking actually is um, uh, South, De- South Dakota State, the team that, that I would play in the second round. They play Providence as the fourth seed there, and South Dakota State scores like 80-something points a game. Um, so they score so much that a lot of people are picking them as their – that's the trendy upset, I think. Um, also, Indiana is the 12th seed. They play St. Mary's on tomorrow, and I think I've got them in, in the 12-5 game. Um, because that uh, post player they have is is almost unstoppable. So there's a couple for you. And if San Diego, I I 
I don't know who, if I, as an Iowa person, I'm not sure who I'm more scared of. Providence, who's the four seed, or San Diego, or South Dakota State, who's the 13. So um, that'll be tough. But otherwise, you're just basically hoping for teams in Iowa and Iowa State's um, part of the bracket to get knocked off. You know, it'd be nice if Kansas got knocked off in the first or second round. But um, uh, yeah, pretty much, you never know what's going to happen. Well, I'm going to close this out by thanking you for that beautiful article you wrote about Clay uh, and Jess. Uh, we got like oh, yeah. a minute left, but just uh, uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. You know, we if, for anyone who listened to the uh, conversation with uh, old Winfield uh, legends, Jess Settles and um, and Clay Edwards, we, we have that story in uh, last week. If you visit our website at southeastiowaunion.com slash sports that's southeastiowaunion.com slash sports we any any um article that you missed is on there and if you want a paper copy we we have them here dated back at least a year so um so if you miss something in the newspaper or heck here you miss the um even the high school tournaments that just went on and you want to go back and look at pictures and read and all that stuff we got it all there southeastiowaunion.com slash sports if you want to um you know Andy Crushinger. That's my Harry Carey impersonation. Andy Crushinger, Southeast Iowa Union. He's been a, a great guest, and uh, thanks for being on the show. This has been Round Guy, the podcast with news you can use that don't give you the blues. And thanks for listening.